This is OPI Talk, the voice of the business products industry. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of OPI Talk with me, Andy Braithwaite. And today I'm joined via Zoom by Alan Calder, the marketing manager of UK dealer group Nemo Office Club. Good morning, Alan. Good to see you. Morning, Andy. Good to see you too. Yeah, thanks for thanks for being on on this episode. Now we're going to be talking about some of the initiatives that you you've been uh, carrying out to promote local businesses in 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 the UK. Uh, before we do that, perhaps a, a, a quick personal intro, as you haven't been on an OPI talk before. No, not a pleasure to be here. Um, so my name's Alan Calder. I well, I got into the industry quite early, so. When I left my student studies, I started up a non-league football magazine with a friend. And after a couple of years struggling for the money, I thought I'd get two weeks work temping as a Mac operator doing the catalogue at John Heath. Okay. I ended up staying at John Heath for two years. And then I've moved to Office Club in October 1998. Right. So, yeah. So, obviously, I've been a... Working for Office Club now, Nemo Office Club for nearly twenty-four years. So okay, well, a lot of changes in that time. Okay, you are classed as a an industry veteran, I suppose. Now, despite your your young years, yeah, a lot. Nice of you to say that. <laughs> it's one of those things that you feel like it's an industry. Once you've been in it a couple of years, it's quite difficult to get out of. So, no. <laughs> I think, as you say, I'm, yeah, it's probably a, a lot of people that can relate to that. <laughs> yeah, I like to think of myself as one of the young ones still, but. Yeah. It's not quite true anymore. <laughs> Still involved in uh, local football, I think. Very much so, yeah. So I say I started non-league football magazine so I was a big Cheshire United supporter, my local team. And I was on the board there for 13 years. And I spent two years as a chairman there. And that, mm-hmm. that is a reality of business. If you think office supplies and stuff, <laughs> you should try a non-league football club. So... So I'm, I'm not a director there anymore, but I'm still heavily involved and I attend board meetings and help out where I can and use my marketing there as well to okay. All right. promote the club there. Okay, good stuff. And then tell us quickly about Nemo Office Club. Yeah, so Nemo Office Club came together in it's nearly three years it'll be in July. Since So Office Club, I was a buying group that started in the early 1990s, similar time to Nemo. And I suppose you could say we were competitors for a number of years. So as the industry changed, as the market changed, I think um, some consolidation was always on the cards. And I think the timing was right three years ago when Nemo bought off his club. I think it turned out to be good for both groups. I think we had our different strengths. Office Club was obviously strong on the retail side. Nemo mm. had different elements on the commercial side. And it, it was a perfect fit, really. Okay. So how many so, members do you have now? Uh, just over 300 like it's about 304 members at the moment and working on that all the time to increase obviously all right okay great now you developed this project called keep it local can you tell us how that developed and why yeah part of our marketing i suppose it started but we were doing it when the two groups came together was as 10 simple reasons to keep it local and it's more of a in a motive part of marketing this, this is why I support local businesses and it'd be things like the obvious like the local economy the environment and all that kind of general marketing side but then as the pandemic came around it kind of started to resonate a little bit more with people the supporting local that caring for each other 
side of it. So although we'd started it before, then that kind of made it the perfect time to push on and sort of drive it forward and introduce the website. And I think we took the decision. So when COVID came around, the two groups were very new to each other. Obviously, during the pandemic, we went down to a skeleton team. Mm. We did lived on Zoom calls sort of twice a day. So that really helped bring us together. And we made a decision that rather than sort of mothball ourselves, we'd carry on being positive and push forward with things. I think Keep It Local was one of those things we thought, right, let's let's go for it. Let's, how can we support our members through the pandemic? And the Keep It Local week and the, uh, sorry, the Keep It Local campaign just seemed the perfect tool to support members with. Right. What resources do you have? I mean, how, how does it work exactly? Well, the idea is it's driven locally by the members, so we give the dealers the tool. So there's a central website, keepitlocal.co.uk, where it's got information there. Again, it promotes those simple reasons to keep it local. And there's also um, a finding facility to find an office supplies provider, obviously featuring the NEMA Office Club members. Then we we give the members the tools because although it's a national campaign, the heart of it lies locally. So Mm. our members via the portal, they can access things like social media posts, there's videos, there's postcards that can be personalised, there's email signatures, web banners, we've got packaging tape, so we're sending out parcels, it's got the logo, say another local delivery, there's mailers that they can use with information about buying local and sort of a price challenge on there, so you know, tell us your top 10 products and we compete mm-hmm. against them, show you that local can work, there's window stickers, we've got Zoom backdrops, obviously people are using them a lot, point of sale for the retailers, we've even got off-the-shelf magazine articles, so... They can go to the local magazine and it's written as though it's the dealer. So it's got they put mm-hmm. their own name and quotes in. And a number of dealers have had that published in their local magazine, go around houses and business. So there's a whole host of tools for the dealers can use and make them the hub of the campaign in their local area, if you like. Yeah. Okay. Now, I remember a couple of years ago, I think probably probably a couple of years ago or so, doing a story on something called Office Circle, which was a website which I think was is part of that keep it local campaign. Is it, how, how how's that going? Yeah, no, that could just go well. Yeah, that that started as a, a separate project, if you like, but okay. it married together nicely because it is about having that national central website that distributed locally, the products distributed locally. So it came back to have an opportunity to partner with a multimedia development company called TMWI. Mm-hmm. They'd already invested heavily in the tools to make it work, and they just needed an industry and someone to fulfil the deliveries, if you like, on that side. So um yeah that that works well one of the nice things i suppose about office circle particularly when you're in a marketing environment where you're producing marketing for dealers to then go off and use you're never actually using your own marketing so sometimes you're like why don't you do this why do that no you're supposed to do it like that and with with office circle it gives us a chance of working with tmwi to actually promote to the end user but then our dealer fulfills the order right we manage the website and we fulfill the orders and they do the marketing, so they mm. they got a team of experts that do SEO, the data analysis, they do customer profiling, there's a lot of programmatic marketing goes on and goes into Google Shopping. So we have weekly meetings with them where we sort of tell them the sort of products we're looking at, what the key products, what time of year should we be promoting those products, and they go off, drive the traffic, find the sort of people that buy those products, advertise to them, drive them to the site, then our member fulfills it. Yeah. And the, the idea is it's not a site that everyone will go back to and regularly order from. It's a lead generator for the dealer. And so once they get goes into the system, they find someone places an order, 
if they get the order it's in their local area then they go into that customer with the marketing tool saying this is your order from office circle by the way here's our catalog here are the local supplier partner that so it's a lead generator for okay so then the, the dealer will take on ownership of that customer that uh, they've got through the office circle absolutely so. yeah so they use the other marketing tools we provide and go in with there and hopefully convert them to become a customer Okay, good. That, that, yeah, that's interesting. Now I, I know you've got a lot of members, and you referenced it, referenced it earlier that are that have retail yeah. operations. I think uh, I think one hundred and twenty something like that. Was that was that right? Yeah, about one hundred and twenty have retail premises. Yeah. Okay. okay, so that's obviously quite quite a large part of the group. And how have they been coping during during the pandemic? Because we hear about these uh, yeah, terrible stories about the. The UK high street, and if I was back in the, I was back in the UK. I don't know if uh, OPI talk listeners will, will recall that I actually live in live in France. But I was back in the UK recently in a town called Weymouth, which is down in the, the southwest well, of yeah. England, and uh, it's pretty depressing going down the high street there. There's lots of empty empty stores or you know, shops that have been boarded up. So I mean, I mean, how how in general are your retail oriented members doing? As you say, it's been it's been pretty tough. They haven't had the best couple of years. I think they'll be honest enough to say that. I think retail is very different. They're very passionate people and they're quite entrepreneurial as well. And they are, I suppose they're more naturally at the heart of their community. They they get involved with cross-promoting other businesses and, and sort of selling charitable event tickets and things like that. So they share the experience locally, but they've been hit massively, obviously being closed during the pandemic, I think. When the initial grants were available, that helped tie them over. And we started to we organise a lot of Zoom meetings and sort of collective meetings, and they really benefit from that side. I think the biggest one, well, but then the biggest impact would be financially. But the bit we're seeing coming out of it as the recovery is slow, but I think people are going out there as new opportunities. It's a loss of confidence, I think they found. They used to be very confident in opening up, selling you what they're doing, but they've had a really massive knockback. And I think mentally i think a lot of retailers are struggling to come back from that and not knowing which way to turn in many ways which is quite a shame to see which is why we recently relaunched our retail offering we mm. rebranded it as well retail center and that takes into account not just the point of sale we can offer it but more helping with their business offer a, a shop doctor where we go in and advise on the business on that yeah. side of things and you know obviously working with vendors to try and get them the best opportunities and access things so I think it's going to be a slow road back. I'm, personally, I'm quietly optimistic for the high street. I think there's new markets there. There's people working from home. I think there's an opportunity to sell to those people working from home, might go at lunchtime to buy a sandwich and try and encourage them to go in and buy their office supplies while they're doing that. You know, if they need a calculator, whatever they need at home, then pop in the local store and buy it. And I think that opportunity to almost cross-sell to what we call more commercial business as well, I think, say, I think take on a bit more account business and sort of change the way you operate, I think, is how a lot will work going mm. forward. No, good point. Yeah, obviously, these local businesses, whether they are B2B sellers or retailers, are a key part of the fabric of, of local communities. Do you see a, an undercurrent or a movement to support local businesses? I, I think there definitely is. Say, I wouldn't want to say it's directly a result of the pandemic, but I think people's attitudes towards each other changed massively. I think if you go back to where we were three years ago, it's all quite confrontational times and quite competitive. And I think that that willingness 
care for your neighbour type thing. I think it has brought about a change of attitude in business as well. I think I think that you, know, you say these businesses are at the heart of their communities and their areas, and they really are. People see that. You know, they are the local jobs there. So as people are going on furlough and losing your jobs, you realise, well, that's actually hitting your local towns. It's, it's your neighbours that are on furlough. It's your neighbours that are losing the job. And by supporting those local businesses, you are supporting the local jobs and bringing people in in that way. And I think I think people see that side of it. And I think it is important. I think without sort of going, going down any sort of greenwashing side, but I think the whole green, the corporate social responsibility side, I think businesses are genuinely looking at that and I think supporting local other local businesses and the local community and charities in that area is key to that if you're going to be serious about that side of it so there's a, there's a lot of elements the way the world is going that makes local key to that yeah. going forward yeah, I think yeah. okay now you've got something coming up in a few weeks time called keep it local week can you tell us more about that yes yeah, certainly so so keep it local week is building on the Keep It Local campaign, which obviously runs on throughout, but we wanted to give it a little bit of focus and give people's focus on Keep It Local Week. So again, the idea is it's driven by the dealers with us providing them the tools. So they launch their own Keep It Local campaign in their area using our central tools and the central noise that we make. So we, we, we look at the campaign in three different ways. Obviously we've got our retailers, who operate in a different way to commercial dealers, then obviously there's the consumer that we can talk to on a central basis. So we're, we're putting together different packages for those areas. So the Keep It Local Week, the Keep It Local website is, will be revamped just ahead of that. And it'll be able to become much more interactive with downloads and information on there. We're gonna have a, a seven days of Keep It Local throughout this where people will be encouraged to interact. There'll be things like, before you go online default to amazon stop for a minute and google a local business before you make that purchase or before you jump in the car and drive to the out of town supermarket go visit your local butcher or baker or green grocer that that kind of thing and we also want people to interact with photos so the logo and posters be available to download we want some of the most imaginative photos for people dealing with a local business so that will run across retail commercial and consumer and then for for the best price we uh, Nestle a very kindly sponsor a 250 pound charity donation mm-hmm. so they, they will judge the best photo and that that area the dealer in that area will decide which charity gets that 250 pound in the local area all right okay so there's a nice little side to it then for the retailers in particular we're putting together quite an imaginative package and this is where they become the center of the hub again so they've got contacts where we want them to get other businesses involved and keep it local week in their area so there'd be a pack that involves posters and little participation cards like business cards. So in advance, our members will contact other shops in the street and agree that they'll each put a Keep It Local Week poster up, which yeah. signifies that they are taking part and they've got a special offer on for that week. And consumers can pick up one of these little Keep It Local Week cards that says they're participating and go into, obviously, the stationery shop, but any other shop that's participating in the poster and qualify for the discount. Again, that will create a little bit of hub. And yeah networking get people talking about it okay. and then obviously everyone will be encouraged to share on social media their images and try and get people talking more about it okay good so that's from the 9th to the 15th of may that's 15th of may yeah yeah and i was just looking on the website you've got there's a poll on the website which is as you said is keep it local.co.uk that's keep dash it dash local 
there's a poll there ask, asking people whether their local authorities are are doing enough to support local businesses. Have you got any feedback on that yet? Yeah, we've had a, about two, 200, 250 people have gone on it and 70% of them are saying no, <laughs> okay. not, which yeah. is probably not surprising from that side. I think a lot of what we try to, to do is that essentially we try to generate the noise that the members can build on. So writing letters to MPs and engaging with China, push the government into following up some of their announcements. Yeah, yeah, I was going to, I was going to ask you about some of your lobbying efforts including this you know getting people to write to their to their mps just tell us something you know behind behind why, why you're doing that obviously you don't believe that uh, you know the government is doing enough either do you well no we we like to think there's more and certainly communicate more how people can get involved and take advantage of what they are doing i think is part of the problem so at the start of the keep it local launch is very much building on the fact that government announced that their intentions for one pound in every three pound of their procurement expenditure flows into SMEs. Yeah. We thought, well, okay, if you're doing that, how are you getting on with it? Tell us about it. Are you achieving? And it, it, we're quite noisy, quite tough bumping. But then a pandemic comes along. You have Brexit, and it kind MP bashing became a little bit less fashionable. But <laughs> we still very much wanted to tell our men to have a slice of that pie, and I think that's where the writing to MPs came from. So. We made letters available for members to download and send to their MPs. And they got some very good positive responses. I think, again, it, it, we made the noise and it drove it down to that local level. So some of them got some help, some of them got advice. Mm. We have one member who did actually, he said, I think he said something like 20 years he's been trying to talk to his local council. And on the back of the Keep It Local campaign, they actually approached him for a tender. Okay. Which like, yeah. Fantastic to hear that sort of thing working on the local level. But then, again, in making the noise, we did a open letter and also sent them to Boris Johnson and Michael Gove as well, just explain that you've come up with this policy. How, how's it getting on? How can we help? How can our members get involved? You know, we can help you communicate. Just what, you know, what, what can we do to, you want to spend the best SMEs, want more people to do it. Let's work together and let's make it happen. And I think, again, were we fully expecting a response? Probably not. They I'm not even sure if they went to a party or not, let alone where they're spending their monies. <laughs> but it has created that noise and that interest. And I think that we made a letter available that anyone could download. So it wasn't just for our deal, it's any business. And we had over 200 downloads those letters to send to MPs. So we'd like to think a lot of them did make them through. Yeah. And I think on a local level, there has been some engagement and right. offers of support and advice. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. And then, and then, you know, recently the Crown Commercial Service in the UK announced the the results of this you know, new tail spend you know, co- contract yeah. award, which went to to two suppliers. Do you, do you, uh, does that tie in with uh, the commitment to to increase government spend with with small businesses? I suppose it depends on your de- definition of small and medium sized businesses. <laughs> I mean, uh, the reality for the, the sort of dealer. And business we're pushing for no not really it's more it goes against the keep it local side because you again you're just centralizing the purchase of even more product from there and i think you're reducing the opportunities for true local businesses and yeah. the benefits we talk about the local economies local environment is just not supporting them yeah, at all. yeah we, just, we, we ran something yeah. recently in, in opi that was written by by tim holmes of 
exerted, yeah. and he he was critical of of that uh, that contract award. And I think on on LinkedIn, certainly your your managing director Tim Beaumont voiced his support of of, of Tim's Tim's views as well. So clearly, you think there's a bit of a disconnect about what the government is uh, saying and and doing. Yeah, I saw that. I saw Tim's post. Yeah, I think spot on. I think <laughs> in many ways. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's an argument that dealers can join a marketplace like 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 Amazon, and I guess they could they could become resellers on, on the Unite or Mercateo platform as well. Do you, do you see that as a, a viable option for either for your members or the, or the wider dealer community? As if you can't beat them, join them. I think it's not something we would look to recommend in a very cynical way. I'm sure the likes of Amazon probably look at what's being sold on the marketplace. And I'd say that if you started doing well with selling a particular product, there's every chance they'll go away and start sourcing it themselves rather than supporting you. And I think as a dealer, I think a lot of an independent dealer, particularly what you promote yourself on will get lost if you, went on to Amazon, this unique, this, the, the personal service, that that true local side of it, it it's not really there because you, you will be selling nationally, I guess. You, anyone would still be able to order. So it's not the way I think an independent dealer goes about winning business. Is it a quick way to some sales? Quite possibly. But I think it's quite short-term thinking. Yeah. All right. I don't know if you have any members selling on, on marketplaces. Uh, we will have some members saying on the marketplace, definitely. I think you know, that's the beauty of the industry we're in. That's part of, part of the joys of doing nearly 25 years working for the company. You've got a vast array of mm. members that operate in different ways and are successful in different ways and have different skills. Some are very good at box shifting, some mm. are very good on the sales and the, the marketing side of it. And it's the different ways make the world go around. So I, I think there's a place for it. If I was a dealer, I'd probably stay away from it. Right. Okay. Just 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 to wrap up. So, you know, 9th to 15th of May the the keep it local week. What's what what's next? What what comes after that in terms of your your keep it local initiatives? Um you know, it might be working with different organizations across across industries just to, you know, keep the ball rolling and keep the focus on on buying from local businesses. Yeah, I mean the week is a focus, but the campaign will continue on. And again, a lot of it will be driven by the members where they see the, the strengths and the opportunities rising in their area. But I think the bigger vision is to grow it into different industries. So you know, it's very much focused on the office supply side, but uh, the bigger vision would also have a similar thing with the local plumbers, estate agents, or have other industries joining in the campaign. So like we're doing with the retail side and keep it local, where they'll all have this sort of unifying poster in the window that becomes something ongoing where they interact and support each other and become part of the whole drive to keep it local so it's, it's an ever-evolving project it's you know, where it is now is very different mm. probably to where we envisaged it two years ago and i'm sure where it will be in two years time might be a different place to what we think now but the, mm. the bigger vision is to grow it into different different sectors all right okay good well I look forward to to hearing more about uh you know, the keep it local week when it happens and in in, in the build up over the next few weeks and uh, all, all the best with that thank you very much yeah there will be lots going on in the build up we are working with national stationery week as well which mm. come, follows the week after actually we're working together on self-promoting that so that will start 
we're cross promoting that. So yeah, over the next couple of weeks, we will be doing a lot more of that. And the, the London station show as well, we'll be there promoting Keep It Local, which will be just after Keep It Local mm. week. So there will be a lot of noise around Keep It Local. So right. Yeah. Okay, great. Well, all, all the best with that. Uh, and thanks for, for joining me on this episode of, of OPI Talk. Appreciate that. Thank you. Good talking to you. If you have got this far, then thank you for listening to this episode of OPI Talk. Please check out our website, opi.net, for news, interviews, analysis, and much more from the business products world. We've also got a great app that you can download from the App Store or Google Play. Just search for OPI Magazine. And we hope you will join us again soon for another episode of OPI Talk.